Hi, I'm Chip Sutterth, and welcome to episode 476 of the Two Minute Time Lord podcast, concentrated commentary on the worlds of Doctor Who, and the second David Tennant special, Wild Blue Yonder. Sometimes, Doctor Who specials don't feel special. They may be fine, but they may not have the heft that a special event calls for. See also Russell T. Davis's Planet of the Dead, Stephen Moffat's The Return of Dr. Mysterio, although that one's debatable, and for sure Chris Chibnall's Legend of the Sea Devils. We haven't seen Doctor Who in how long, and you're calling this a special, and it feels like just another episode? Presenting Wild Blue Yonder, which superficially follows that mode. This is a two-hander, just Catherine Tate and David Tennant. They're trapped on a spaceship. There are some villains. They escape. There's a segue into the next episode. But Wild Blue Yonder is different for structural and storytelling reasons. Let's get the structure out of the way because the storytelling is more important. This special is the second of three airing only one week apart. We haven't been lost in a desert of despair in one of another episode. We're freshly in love with Doctor Who again. And we know that we're going to have yet another episode with the 14th Doctor in just seven days. And just 16 days after that, Shooty Gatwa takes the stage for the Christmas special. There's no drought here, so expectations aren't as daunting. And then, on the storytelling side, expectations are more than met. Let's leave aside the excellent sets and CGI, and let's also leave aside the acting tour de force from Tennant and Tate as themselves and their doppelgangers. Let's focus on what the plot reveals about the Doctor. The plot basics could fit into any season for any Doctor, but the heart of this episode is the emotional manipulation of the Doctor and Donna and what it reveals about them. And this episode especially reveals what I've been hungry for. The 14th Doctor is not a photocopy of the 10th Doctor. If anything, he's even more emotional, and his old scars are layered under new scars, including the trauma stemming from the Timeless Child storyline a showrunner ago. The 14th Doctor is not okay, and he's able to, somewhat, confide that to Donna, which is new. And they have come to know each other so, so well. That is what this story is meant to reveal to Doctor Who fans. And this is the character arc running through the special that keeps it from being just another episode. When your characters come out different than when they came in, as a result of the plot, then that makes it literally special. That elevates Wild Blue Yonder past the three non-special specials I mentioned before, and puts it in the Waters of Mars territory. As to the new viewers worldwide that RTD, BBC Studios, and Disney are chasing, it seems clear that these three specials are indeed a sampler platter of what you'll get when you get Doctor Who. Monsters on Contemporary Earth, Space Horror with a domestic time travel gag, and cosmic supervillains played by big-name actors. If newcomers are watching now, they are already Doctor Who insiders a prime audience when the Disney marketing machine is expected to really kick into high gear for the launch of the 15th Doctor. Once again, I'll have more thoughts about Wild Blue Yonder on Sunday's episode of the Doctor Who Flashcast on the Incomparable Podcast Network. Find it at theincomparable.com. More episodes of this podcast going way, way back. They're at twominutetimelord.com. 
I'm on Mastodon at thatchipguy at zeppelin.flights. I'm on Blue Sky at thatchipfellow. And 2MTL is produced by Blue Box Communications.